0: God has so much in store for us. As we, for lack of better words, as we recognize it, you know, unfortunately, not not saying anybody here, but there's a lot in the body that they are expecting to be blessed, asking to be blessed. But the problem is they're not looking for it. They're not looking for it. They they pray and ask God for blessings. They They think they're receiving it, but they're not yielding to the fullness of God. Amen. This morning, I would like to share with you on being a word enforcer. This body is a strong body. When you see a strong body, you will see, and I'm not speaking it, confessing it, but you will see t- attacks, okay? You will see attacks, and... The works of the enemy, we do not praise, of course, but we come in to seeing it, recognizing the attack. Um, One thing that a lot of people are missing out on is the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, a lot of them, you know, don't believe in praying in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. But the, when we are yielded to the Holy Spirit and speak in the unknown language, he, he, when He ministers to us, we're, speak, we're speaking the perfect will of God. Because there's sometimes we, we deal with a situation in life and we are not for sure how to deal with it. Especially when it comes to a family member, you know, we've dealt with that in the past few month, whether it be a direct family or family of the church, amen? In order to be a word enforcer, we have to have knowledge of the word of God. And we do this by reading and studying the Word of God. An enforcer in the uh, Webster Dictionary is one that enforces. To enforce is to make a law, rule, or etc. Active and effective. To make something happen. By faith, we make the Word of God take place by speaking it out. We enforce it. And when we do so, that word that goes out that someone receives, the enemy is going to try to attack, try to take that word and instill it, that word. Four focus points of being a word enforcer. Doing these keep our mind and our focus on God and his word. Number one. Commit your way or commit our way unto the Lord and trust in him. Psalms thirty-seven five says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. That's one thing that I believe the Lord ministered to me first of the year of uh, for this year is com- committing our way unto the Lord. We know that there is some great things that are taking place. We've got Six, seven more months of 2014. We know that great things are to take place during that time before 2015. But I believe, as He ministered that to me, this this is basically I'm sharing this because this is what He ministered to me for a basic personal and ministry wise. To commit my way, commit Thy way into the Lord. Trust in Him. See, there's too many times that we or I no, I have gotten to the mind, well, I want to do this this way. I want to do this that way. You know, whether you may be taking care of bills or taking care of something uh, that you want to buy, you you, you know, people have a tendency to start trying to think of it in the mind how it's going to play out, how you're going to do it. But the fact is when we commit our way into the Lord, trusting in Him, that means like in ministry, we're not supposed to try to figure out the ministry, which way we want to go, because He has called us and not ourselves. Amen? We trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. Number two, have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty two. When you enforce the the word on down in uh, Mark eleven in verse twenty three, for verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind correction, whatsoever ye sh- whatsoever shall Whosoever, let me get. I'll get this correct. I apologize. Mind getting, mind getting straight. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, "Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea," and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. If I go off the script a little bit, I apologize. Of the teaching, we understand that in order to, to say to this mountain, "Be thou removed," we've got to have faith in God. That's the number one key. It's like when you when you go out to your car. In order to start that car, you got to turn that key on. In order to turn the light on in a house, you got to go turn that switch on. We're not expecting God to say, God, turn that light on. No. He's given us the authority. He's given us the direction to do so. You know, you say that, well, that's little. It don't matter. There's a lot of things that the enemy can throw you away just by that simple input. Amen? A mountain can be anything that is affecting your our life. Amen? In order to... To enforce the word, we gotta have faith. We have we speak into that mouth, and that's enforcing the word over that mountain. Say, be be gone, be plucked out, be be um, removed. Amen. Without any doubt, without you know, there's times that you think of you're praying, you think don't have any doubt, and all of a sudden. You feel doubt rising up. You say, no. You speak to that doubt. You speak, say, no, I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to fear. Number three, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Matthew six thirty three says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, I encourage you, if you haven't before, on on this is go to the preceding verse, around twenty-eight, I believe it is, because when I was reading this, I'm not saying the first time. I read verse twenty-three in Spirit of the Lord Ministry. Go up to this verse, I believe it's twenty-eight, and read down. This exp- gives a explanation of these things. We don't need to be concerned of what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, what we're going, you know. When we're trusting God, when you go to minister to somebody, you're not—we're not supposed to depend on ourselves. We're supposed to say, "Okay, Holy Spirit, show me, show me the way," because there's times that we we try—you know, I, there's times I've tried to figure something out or tried to, you know, how do I do this? And it's like, wait a minute—you get nervous, you get excited, and like, wait a minute. I need to stop and let the Holy Spirit guide me and direct me in what I need to do. Because this is this is God's plan. This isn't my plan, this isn't other people's plan. It's God's plan. And He knows and and God knows how and where it's going to be done. Amen. But seeking first the kingdom of God, his way of doing business. His way of doing doing business. And it's righteousness, standing right, standing with God, obedience, doing the right thing. You know, sometimes you, you talk to someone and you hear and you there's a conversation that rises up. And, and honestly, it really don't matter who it's about. The enemy tries to get you to say a few words and you may not realize. And what you're doing is helping tear that person down or even this, or the situation down. And you know you think I need I need to pray about this. Um, I believe it was uh, Brother Kenneth Hagan said if you can know when someone's not praying for somebody because you do not you do not speak against or tear down something you're praying for or praying against. You, whenever you pray for somebody, you don't pray for them. Then two hours later, you say. You know they're they're just you know lazy or whatever. No, you got to build up, build them up. You got, you, we've got to build them up. We've got to to uh, speak positive to them. Amen. Hallelujah. Number four, casting your care upon the Lord. First Peter five seven says, casting all your care upon the Lord, on Him. For he for you. You know, how many <laughs> have had a hard time with that? We deal with flesh. If we said we do not have a hard time dealing with that, you know, there would be something wrong. Unless we got to the point to where we're saying, uh-uh, you catch it. Because the flesh tries to rise up, especially when someone does something against us. And we forget that they're not truly doing it against us, or're doing it against the Father because we're not our own. We're not our own. That's one thing that we've got to, we as a body of Christ have got to remember they may say something against us, the flesh rises up, and say, "Well, you know, they're saying it against you." No, they're not if If I say they're saying it against me, then I'm allowing that old man to come back up and take control. Amen. But as we cast our care upon Him, for He cares for us. Verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. If we have our guard down and our, and our armor is loose, by us trying to deal with the carriage of this life and not casting all of it on the Lord, we can be a target of the enemy to be devoured. Fear comes in, our armor starts to loosen up, gaps start coming in. If he has any way in, he's going to devour. He's going to destroy. It. Amen. We are not we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, the enemy's devices. We we um, we see, especially when someone's speak saying something, we can tell. That ain't the word of God. The enemy will try to use the word, we know that. He will try to use the word, but he did the same thing to Jesus. He did the same thing to Eve. He took God, God's word that he spoke and just twisted just enough to make it look good. Amen? How many knows when you take your car into shop and they do something different whether it be to the exterior or the interior you look in and say they don't look right. They don't look right. As the body of Christ and leading of the holy spirit we can we can uh, notice when someone comes up saying, "Well this scripture says this, uh, they don't sound right you notice because you're aware of what the word of God says the Holy Spirit rises up today right that's why we gotta discern that's why we gotta we gotta be aware if even you know there's times uh In the online or, you know, on Facebook or wherever, if I see a scripture, if I just don't sound right, I'll go and look it up before I like it or whatever. But if there's well-known ministries that, you know, I I trust, there's times I'll go ahead because they're not going to lead astray. Amen? But, you know, some use, of course, King James, New King James and Amplified. The enemy wants us wants to get our focus off of God's off of God and his word by getting us to focus on cares on the cares and allowing fear to come in. If he can get fear to come in, then he can have his way. We if we sense fear, We need to shut it down. Now, I like uh, what the definition—a definition that Brother Kenneth Copeland had, had shared on fear. Fear is faith turned around, having faith in that circumstance. If we have fear about something, we have actual faith in that situation that it's going to cause harm. I thought, wow. We have more faith in that situation than we do in what God said. And you say, "Well, you know, I study and read the Bible. I, I, you know, I trust God." Again, we deal with the flesh. We we deal we deal with some things. Not not excuse. In in the family of God, we don't have an excuse. We, we try to say, well, you know, this is what happened. And you thought, well, I don't have an excuse. This is what happened, but this is not an excuse. This is what I allowed. Amen. The world calls it an excuse, but guess what? The truth is, wasn't relying on God. Amen. And you know, they say the truth hurts. Well, it hurts and it can help. Amen. Especially when we get involved in something that's not truthful, and you find out that, ouch, the truth is, I goofed up. Amen? Casting our cares on the Lord proves we trust God with the cares and that He supplies all of our need. See, we know as we cast our care upon Him there's times when you get we get into Scripture and there's times like, man, it's hard. But as you continue to rely on God, as we continue to rely on God, we get our trust more in God. It's like our brother or our sister, okay? You first meet them, <laughs> your trust is not going to be 100% in, that, in them. Amen? It's like the ones we work with, you first meet them, you're not going to have any trust in them. Uh, With your, you know, you know, like on the job, honestly, you don't trust them with what they're doing until you teach them. Amen? Because they're not, don't have the knowledge. Amen? But as we, if we have a situation and we need prayer, we need someone that we can trust, go to them, and say, and know that this is confidential. Some things are very confidential. When you're dealing with a situation, whether it be uh, sickness, disease, whether someone is held captive by demonic activity, we've got to be careful who we tell. Be cautious. Because there's a lot of people that, when you tell something, to, they're, they're, they're like, oh... They're in trouble. They're in trouble. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of comments that's like, no. You almost have to rebuke them because they say, well, you know, that just happens No, In the natural world, that yes, it does happen. But when you're not a part of the natural world, you're a part of the spiritual realm, believing in God, you say, no, that is not just what's going to happen, amen? Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. As we know that he has supplied all of our need, we trust in him. Some people say, man, it seems like he takes a while to take care of it. Well, the, as they don't understand, at that time, one time I didn't understand because I thought the same thing. You wanted to go to somebody that uh, talked to him and say, can you believe, believe this for me? Just like, just like the disciples you know, in, in the ship. When they went to Jesus in the storm, says, care that we perish. They, 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 all that Jesus has taught. It's, it's funny how when Jesus was teaching and when the situ, uh, situation arrives up, he taught them what needed to be done. But they always came to him because they wanted to use, they they seem like they forgot everything. You ever realize when you teach someone and they get in a panic and they forget everything? They're like, what do I do? And he he says, oh, oh, ye little faith. Can we build our faith up to see things take place? That's a question that we need to ask ourselves. We answer ourselves yes, because that's what the word of God says. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we enforce the word of God, we cause it to be final authority. When we speak the word by faith, it it will begin to work. it It will begin to go to work for us. We have the authority to enforce the word. That's why a lot of, you know you may have someone say can you can you be in prayer about this because they know that they can trust you to pray, they can know that when you pray results take place, and that's one thing that as the body of Christ and unfortunately there's a lot in the world today that when they pray they are not sure that's gonna happen but this if this is gonna I pray, but I don't know if it's going. Well, don't pray. That's why, when we have, we take some, we take a care. You know, we have a care we cast on him, but we pray. Say, be in agreement about this. If it's like this, if you don't trust that person, don't go to him. Don't go to him. You know, and be honest with you. If a person didn't trust me, don't come to me. Because I would rather someone not come to me because they didn't trust me, than to come to me and just kind of well, which they would find out in the long run. You can, but if you can, if you don't think you can trust somebody, don't go to them. Because the enemy could get have a, the setup to where you went to them like a vision that you have or whatever, and they can start tearing it down, saying, "No, that ain't God." That you know, the best thing for the, for us to do is if we're not sure, say, "Well, we'll be in prayer about that vision." We'll be in prayer about what you receive from God. Okay. If we don't, again, it's better to build that bridge instead of tear it down. Because someone that is learning, God could give a vision to them. Say, "This is what I, this is what I have for you." And a believer, they go to the believer, yes, I'll be in agreement with you. And, you know, like I said, there's some that you're like, you know, if it's God, you will have, you will sense the Spirit saying, agree, agree on this. That discern and saying, yes, I will agree with you on that. Because God is not going to go away from his word. The vision is going to be according to His Word. What He says is going to be according to His Word. Amen? And whenever He speaks it to you, you can take it to the bank. Amen? We've been, you know, for years and years, we've been in agreement over th- this body. Amen? We may be living in, living in few, but you, if you look at these pews, not in the natural See, that's the problem with the law of the world. They they have to see it in the natural, uh, like, like Thomas. Tom, you know, they call him down Thomas. Well, it's like this. We can say, he says, that when he says, unless I see his hands, okay? There are a lot of, lot of production, entertainment, that is showing... Jesus' crucifixion, the mark's in the wrong place. You say, well, how can you know? Well, in the King James Version, not uh, taken away or add to, but he says, Thomas says, unless I see his hands. He didn't say, unless I see his wrist. He says, unless I see his hands, I will not believe. But when he saw it, he believed it. Now, there's a lot of people that would argue with us. No, you know, your hand could be up here. Okay, God's specific. God is specific, amen? If you need healing for your hand, you ask for healing for your hand. You don't ask it for your wrist, amen, or your head. Because if you ask for one thing, <laughs> if you ask, like a brand-new car, I want this, uh, say, Kia. Well, you might get a brand-new pink Kia for those that don't like pink. You might get a bumblebee yellow Kia. Some people that don't like yellow, okay? We've got to be specific. When we enforce the word, amen, when we enforce the word over some situation, whether it be sickness, disease, disease, we speak the word of God over We are to enforce it, say, in Jesus' name. That sickness is leaving their body right now. Because when a person comes to you or sends someone to say they need prayer, they're asking prayer, they get, you step into the authority over that situation, that circumstances, and you declare in the name of Jesus. A lot of people are not using the name of Jesus. We've got, we've got, he said, anything you ask in my name, use my name. Use my name. Amen. In Jesus' name. And we notice some, some uh, channels on TV that pray, they start using the name of Jesus. Amen. It's the understanding of. That when we say, in the name of Jesus, that activates His word, that activates Him, say, He intercedes. You call on Him, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Amen? It causes things to bow. If it has a name, it has to bow. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. we we speak the word of faith word by faith it will begin to work go to work for us when we speak the word of god it gives the angels direction they see it they hear it they go for it but if we speak the words of doubt and unbelief that's when the enemy says i got it that's why he's trying to get our focus off god and his word where we won't speak his word Or speak what we see. And he uses that and he goes and tortures it. He devours. It's important for us as the body of Christ to realize that when we speak, be cautious of what we speak. That's why Jesus said that he only did as his father did. He only said what his father said. If you know that God is saying, "Speak this," you speak it. It's going to change somebody's life. Amen. As we as we minister, not every minister is a pulpit minister. Or you can go to work and you know have break time when you're on your time of break. God can speak to you and say, "Tell them I love them." You know, you may have worked for, with them for 20 years or 10 years, and you're thinking. But you know that they're going through something because they may tell you. Amen? Tell them, God, I love them. Amen? Jesus gave us power over the power of the enemy. In uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 19... In Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Serpent in the Greek, of course a snake, figuratively, as a type of sly cunning. When when somebody comes to you being influenced by the enemy, the words that they say will be sly. it will be deceptive. Amen? An artful, malicious person, especially Satan, serpent. Malicious in the Webster Dictionary having or showing a desire to cause harm to somebody someone having the desire to cause or having or showing a desire to cause harm to someone if you see someone out on the streets causing issues you can tell there's no peace there that they're co- they're they're influenced to cause disturbance they're influenced to cause harm Because, you know, when you see someone with their fist up in the air, you know that they're not there for a happy day. Amen? They're there to cause harm. Scorpion, Greek, meaning to pierce a scorpion from its sting. The slyness, if he can sting you by the deception... Or even sting you with the illness, he will do whatever he can to get you down. The enemy will use someone, influence them as they yield to him to cause harm against someone rather rather by physical or verbal. Physical or verbal. John Chapter ten verse ten The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now let me let me let me emphasize something back up here. <laughs> the sly this type of sly and cunning he will sly his way in. A lot of people say, well, why don't I just just, just sit back, relax, don't pressure, and then enemy won't. No. He, no. They're so afraid that they're going to be attacked. What they need to do is get built up in the Word of God psalms 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the sh- uh, of the almighty we we abide when we when we get into the word and we speak his word he don't see us we speak his word we speak the word of God he sees God we have that form we are in his perfect image that form comes that shield the the feathers of the angels we're protected but we can get out of that protection amen Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. In Kenneth Copeland's personal note edition Bible, he notes, he, which is the enemy, he never comes to for any other reason. The thief only comes to people who have something. And the reference scripture is Mark four fourteen. the sower, so with the word. If, he, if you have a word... He's going to try to take it from you. He's going to try to set. You know, his brother, Brother Hoblet, here back in, what, November? And, you know, in times past, Brother Randy and I would talk about Peter on the water, talking about, you know, there's a lot of, you know, controversial on, sometimes, in the world about that situation. But when he was sharing... That that morning, I believe it was that Saturday morning, of Peter getting out of the, out of the boat, he said, before he did, he says, if it if it be you, call, have me come out, tell me to come out, basically. And he, he said, come, <laughs> okay. Well, guess what? This is what I believe the Lord Lord ministered to me on that yeah. As you know, it's as, as fresh as we thinking on that story, on that what happened. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Word. Jesus spoke the Word. Peter received the Word. The storm rose up by the enemy. The enemy comes quick to steal the word. It may not be him saying something to you. He may cause a storm in your life. We're expecting he's gonna come over and you know and say something or you know, cause someone to say something. He may not. He may cause a storm to rise up where your focus is off of the Father onto that storm. And you think, oh my. God is not going to say, oh my. He's going to speak to that storm. He's going to have you speak to that storm and say, be gone. Now, Peter, as we know, was dealing with flesh. Okay? Fear came in. Fear came in, but what did he do? He called out to Jesus. Even though he may have he to himself may have goofed up, we accept that that storm. We we get we accept ourselves. We allow ourselves to get distracted. We say, "Jesus, help! I need help." He recognized that he had got his eyes off of the word, off of the answer, off of what he is focused on, onto this other stuff, this the storm. That he got distracted, and when he got distracted, the ways of the world came in, and he started to sink. But he recognized that he was going down. And he called out to Jesus, help. We, when we get in this situation, if we know that we may have made the wrong decision or we may have got our eyes off of God and we start to sink, we say, God help, I need help. I know I messed up. He knows you messed up. But he's not gonna say, "Hey, you messed up. You're you're out of." No, we go. To, we look over to him and say, "Father, I'm. I I repent for getting my eyes off of you." And in, in today's age, in today's world, we've got to make sure as the body of Christ that we are focused on him, because if we get our focus off of him and what he says, we give the devil, the enemy, the opportunity to come in, bring fear. See the only way that fear can get in is if we allow it to amen if we allow it to but this the seed is sown when you hear the word when you hear the when you read the word and you speak it out you're sowing you're sowing that seed that word into your life you're sowing it in there or like this morning or any other service, you come and you receive a word, you're going to have an opportunity, whether it be today, whether it be tomorrow, to yield to the circumstance. And the circumstance is not of God. We see that the circumstance is trying to distract us. And we see the circumstance trying to distract us, we can say, Father, I thank you, I praise you, I glorify you. And I'm speaking this to myself. We had all we all have had the opportunity, but we don't have to take that opportunity. Amen. He would turn with me to Isaiah 54 17. Please, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Verse seventeen says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. They amplified says, but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. You shall show to be in the wrong. And how you do that? By the leading of the Holy Spirit. He ministers to you. Speak this. Amen. Speak this. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced, this is the the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. We do not want to forget His benefit. This is a benefit. This is a heritage we receive when we receive, receive Jesus. Amen? Amen? We can have peace through a situation. You say, how can you have peace through a situation? Honestly, it is very important to have peace through a situation. Because what's happening is the enemy is trying to cause an uproar. He's trying. He's seeking whom he may devour. He may throw this out there, a sickness. He may throw out a situation on the job, throw it out there. So that way there's no peace. There's no, there's a, there's a, there's a eruption. If he can erupt our life and cause peace to go out and fear to come in, he's going to have control. Amen? He's going to have control. But as we keep peaceful and know that the situation is in God's hand, how do we know that God is in control of our situation? Because we allow Him to be. We speak the Word of God. A lot of people say that everything God is in control of And we got we look at it and say, the question: Is God in control of abortion, or the things of this world? We only He's only in control of the things that we allow Him to be in control of. Amen. I think why a lot of people say he's in control of everything, that way they feel more of a peace. It's comfort. Amen? But we come to realize if you're dealing with a situation, you say, Father, it's in your hands. Okay? You speak the Word. You stand on the Word. You say, he is in control. Because what happened? I allowed him to be in the control. I stepped back. I realized that I, I can't take care of this situation, I step back and say, Father, only You can handle this. Only You can heal this person. Only You can deliver this person from demonic activity. Only You can save this marriage. Only You. Now, He is in control. Amen? But one thing we've got to understand, when we give him control, we've got to be obedient to him when he says to do something. If we give him the control and he tells us to do something, oh, I don't think I have time right now. We yielded to a circumstance. we got to say, okay, Father, whatever you say, whatever you say because we want to make sure that we cast all that care upon Him, that we're not dealing with it. Have you ever, you don't don't answer this, but in your mind, think of this. Have you ever been dealing with a situation, a care, at work or even at home, and you feel restless? You feel like, man, that's all you can think of? Whether it be a financial issue, whether it be someone... Health, what, anything? You think, oh man, what am I going? You know, your day seems to be long, and you're thinking, what, what, what am I? Go- what are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? But the fact is, we just took God off the unemployment, God on the unemployment line. We took His hand off because our faith. He, of course, we know by without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Amen. We don't want to interrupt. God's work by fear and unbelief, doubt. When we was in Kansas City here a couple weeks ago, we didn't have time for doubt, unbelief. We didn't have time for negative speaking. Why does it come down to a bad situation before people turn to God and say, I need your help? I need your help. We cannot, as a body of Christ, we cannot wait to the last minute to depend upon God. We need to depend upon God. If you know something's taking place, when someone says, Well, you never know what tomorrow holds, the Word of God says differently. The Word of God says the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost will show us. If we we go to Him and we say, okay, what do I need to know? He will show us things to come. He will show us things to come. See, the value of words, we, need to, we as the body of Christ, I have learned we've got to value our words. Because if we don't value our words, how many, no, you can be at work and someone just... Start cussing, or start saying this, or start saying that. Well, I didn't mean it. Let me let let me share something with you. There uh, is a minister, brother Bill Winston. He said there's a guy, a minister, that he was joking. He was joking. He said, "Well, I'll I'll go." He said, "How long I have?" And they told him, "Well." I'll go and I'll even take this guy's time. He was joking. Okay? Well, as he was ministering, he looked at his watch. He got plenty of time. A little later, looked at his watch. Come to find out, there's a spirit that stopped his watch. He took his time, he took the other guy's time, and I believe he took the following guy's time. Because he had got to the place, to whatever he said, he received. It's easier in the natural; it's easier to say anything natural and any kind it come of to pass. That's why we got to value our words. Now, there's times if you know, if there's something that you know, I have to be cautious because I, I don't want a joke to be where I'm speaking exactly. I'm receiving exactly what I speak. Amen? And you can put your faith in the negative. And that's what happened. It, you know, because the Spirit don't know any different. If you speak it by faith, it's going to take place. It might not take place suddenly, but over a little bit of time, it can manifest. Amen. No weapon that the enemy uses against us shall prosper in every tongue. Tongue in the Hebrew as the instrument of speech, a fork of flame. Babbler, evil speaker that comes against us in judgment we shall condemn. Showed to be wrong, as the Amplified said. Now, if we understand, when we understand that demonic activity, when they try to speak things over us, we condemn. We know that something's wrong, we can condemn it. We have someone that tries to uh, cuss you out or try to say you're no good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm a child of God. Amen? We know the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Revelations 12, 10. He will accuse. He will try to tell you, well, you remember 20 years ago when you did this. No, that's forgiven. He will try to bring things up and you can remember them yourself. But it's up to us to say, no, I'm forgiven. I'm set free from that. And if he tries to remind you of your past, just remind him of his future. Amen? He will try to accuse you. <laughs> if you miss God, he'll try to, well, you didn't help that person out when they need it in their car. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. I repent. I'm forgiven. I'm going on. His slyness... We see, we we hear, and we say, no. We as the body of Christ, we as a child of God, have to say, no, I'm forgiven. Does God remember him? No. He throws him away. He casts him away. Because he remembers no more. As if you had never sinned as if you had never sinned. It's like the situation with Paul <laughs> on the road to Damascus. Amen? He got freed. Then he commented about not hurt harming anybody like you said. You said you never harmed, but because he was free. He was forgiven. That sin wiped away. Like it had never happened. We can remember when someone did this, but we gotta be cautious that we are not used by the enemy, we're not influenced by the enemy, because that could be something that the enemy brings up in your mind and say, Well, brother Hank did this five years ago. But what I've got to do is say, No, my brother is forgiven. He's set free. Because what the enemy is trying to get me to do, speak it out. So when I speak it out, he takes it, he goes after him. Very important. One thing to remember, if the enemy tries to get us to say something against our brother and sister, (laughs) we say, no. No. Because the innocence that we're thinking, whether it be joking, we say no. We realize that that's going to hurt my brother. <laughs> I like what Brother Winston said. People say sticks and stones will break, break. Was it sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They'll kill you. Words will kill you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. People say, well, I, you, you can't base it on that. Try it. No, don't try it. Because I don't want to be held accountable. Honestly. People say, well, I'm catching this, I'm catching that. you continue They continue to sit. You see them come down with it. The symptoms come on. The enemy is waiting for for the negative words amen how many times have you heard someone say about one person about sickness or whatever it gets in your mind not only does the word get in your mind negativity gets in your mind then you start thinking about that about them And what happens is, the enemy wants you to start speaking. The more people he can get to speaking over that person, the quicker that situation is going to rise up. Because what happens is, you come in agreement with them. When you speak, you come, we come into agreement with them. Say, oh yeah, they're going, they're going to get to Wait a minute. Agreement can happen Positive or it can happen in the negative. Amen? So as a word enforcer, we know we need to speak the word. We need to know the word. A law enforcement officer can't enforce something they don't know about. They have to know the law. And I, you know, I can commend someone that if they're not for sure, they'll say, I'm not sure, I will go find out. Because the worst thing to do is, especially in the word, get the word wrong, activate it wrongly, and see wrong results. If we misinterpret the word, a lot of people, you read the word, oh, they don't mean it that way. If that's what the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me, that's what it is. It's what it is. They're afraid to receive it. They're afraid to act on it. They're afraid to to speak it out of their mouth because they may get more involved in what they want to get involved. Amen? In today In today's time, we need to be wanting to be a word enforcer. We need to want to speak out the word of God. Amen? Enforcing the word is not to condemn people. In John 3, verse 17, John chapter 3, verse 17, says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus was not sent to condemn the world, and neither were we. Neither are we. We're not sent to condemn them. We've got two sources of influence. We've got the Spirit of the Lord and we've got the enemy. When the Spirit of the Lord ministers to us, you know that the enemy is going to come in and try to, to overcome that. We know that the enemy can't overcome it. But the only way we can allow it is if we allow it. Amen? Because he can have you speak something, a healing over someone's life, and all of a sudden he comes in with this doubt. Say, well, what if you, that word that you spoke ain't going to happen? What, what is it going to make you look like? That's when we've got to say, no. I spoke the word of God. Whenever God sends out His Word, it will not come back unto Him void. As I speak, as I know I'm speaking the Word of God, and standing in faith, I know it's not going to come back unto Him void. It's going to accomplish. Amen? Hallelujah. We are to speak truthful about others. Speak what the Word says. Again, I like I like that... What the song says by Toby Mack, speak life. There's too much speaking death. There's too much speaking doom and gloom. Amen. We're to speak life. Some people, you say, Well, they're alive. They need to get more lively. They need to they need to allow the Spirit of God to move in their life and get energized. Amen. Because they feel that they're nobody. They feel low. And as we speak life, and the, the, the enemy is trying to kill them. He's trying to kill them. He's trying to destroy them. Amen? The Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus and anointed Him. If you would turn with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 18, please. Luke 4, 18. Now, as we read this, we need, we need to remember that what Jesus had access to on earth, we had the same access to. What he was sent to do, we had the same authority. We had the same power. I'm not saying everyone's going to cast out devils. But there may be an opportunity, Amen. Verse eighteen: The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. He came and spoke his word. Those that heard it and received it believed it. They got a hold of it. Amen. When he came, you know, mo- most of most of the miracles that he did was basically he was interrupted. Because as he was he's, he was walking, they come up to him, just like the lady with the issue of blood. Not saying that he was actually interrupted by her, but he, yeah, I guess it was because he he was stopped. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's faith. That's knowing that she had had heard something. And she had believed that the master, that the healer is coming through. That I've got to get to him. Through all these people. She was desperate. There's time of, we get into a desperate situation. We need to turn to God and say, "Father, I'm I'm desperate. I need I need you." Too much stuff that is allowed in the world in our minds can be allowed in our minds, and it bothers us. We get distracted. Amen. But she went forth and she touched that hymn, and she had the virtue came flowed out, and she received it. She was. He's like, who touched me? And as he acknowledged, found out who touched him, he seems to you're healed. You know when Jesus spoke, your faith had made thee whole. That means faith is involved. Even when he walked by in those d- demonic and demons Ones that was, uh possessed of devils, they, they, they knew him. They said, why, why do you, basically, why do you bother us? Why do you come, you come to torment us? But it's kind of like they tried to, they gave him, <laughs> wanted to give him a direction where they wanted to go. They knew what was going to happen when Jesus came by. When you have Jesus involved, you know what's going to happen. There ain't no, well, are you going to do this? No. Amen? They want to be cast into those, those swine. Transferred to them swine. Go ye and preach the gospel. If you would turn with me to Mark 16, Mark 16, verse 15. Verse 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and and they shall recover. Now, Scripture reference for serpent on this. Acts Acts chapter 28, verse 5, When Paul shook off the viper that had fastened on his hand when he laid the bundle of sticks on the fire, he shook it off and felt no harm. Jesus was not talking about going up and take a hold of a serpent and play around with it. We know that there's people that believe that they're doing the right thing when they mess around with serpents in a church. They think that hey, that's what the no they ain't what the word said. If it comes if it snatches a hold of you, you stand in faith, you believe that it didn't hurt you. I mean you you can see marks, but it's not gonna harm you. But that don't mean you're gonna go and tempt God and say, Okay, I'm gonna go play with these snakes. No, these serpents. Verse twenty, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following Amen. They went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word, or in the Greek for confirming is to establish. To establish is to cause someone or something to be widely known and accepted. As we enforce the word, even sharing the word, but we enforce It's it's known, especially when we see miracles take place. Well, how did that happen? God. We make it known that God is in the miracle business. He's in the healing business. When When we got those reports in Kansas City, and even as Mia was speaking, if we have faith like as a child, come to Him as a child, they can get anything. I'm convinced a child can get anything because they don't have any concerns. They don't have any worries. That's why we cast our care upon him. We don't have a worry. We don't have them cares anymore because we've taken and trusted God and say, this is cast over on you. You're taking care of it. We're not demanding God to do nothing. We're just enforcing, we're taking His Word and applying it, being a doer of the Word, and got good reports. Of course, you know, when you have doctors come in, they're going to tell you both sides. And that doctor was impressive. But as... But as she comes forward in the days when she receives the treatment, you can see pictures of her that are posted and like nothing. Her her body may be a little bit changed a little bit, but you can see that smile on her face. It's like nothing is happening. But when we depend upon God, when we speak the Word of God, the Word is taking place in the spiritual realm, beginning to manifest in the natural. Everything takes place first in the spirit realm. That's why when we speak the Word of faith, It takes place. The word says, whoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We've got to loose. We've got to speak the word of God in order for that to take place. We can't expect to speak negative things and see the word of God come to pass. That's why he said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. A lot of people receive a bad report. And unfortunately, there's times that people don't last long because they receive that report and they say, well, it's over. Unfortunately, they weren't taught to where when they receive a bad report, say, no. the word of God says different. God said, his word says, I shall live. Because he said, choose life. I said before you, life, death, blessing, cursing. He tells us what to choose. Choose life. Well, if it be the will of God, let me tell you. I'll probably repeat myself from another time, I know. That if, if we don't know this. We don't know His will. This is His will. Too many people have been taught wrong. Don't expect God for too much. When well, my Bible says He does exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That means if you ask for a brand new car and you follow God the Word of God, on doing this. Be specific. Get ready for your new car. Get ready for your new house. Amen? Because, you know, you say, well, that's material things. Okay? We receive material things for His glory, for His praise. Amen? Amen? God is not against us having things. He's against things having us. Amen, they made the word known by speaking it and establish it establishing it, giving the world an opportunity to hear it and receive it. It's awesome to be able to share the word with with uh, people, especially when they come up to you and say, "I got a question about something or, i, I you know, we're dealing with this. What do you what 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 do you think what? You know my opinion don't matter. It's what the word of God says. Well, the word says this. Some people say, "Well, what, what do you do when the tornado comes?" It's not allowed to come. We speak to it. Some people cannot grasp a hold of it. What did Jesus tell his disciples? "Oh, you little faith." If Jesus can speak to the storm, we can speak to that tornado, say, Be gone. We have declared and decreed that none will come in our county. I have we had reports, individual reports, say that they would see it on the radar, and as it comes to the border of our county, it split off. It turned. Now that's God and His Word. That's us take taking his word and enforcing it and say, You will not come. Your will cease and do cease. Just like a storm come in. You can speak to that line and say, You go. Many years ago when we was in Goodman, we was in the patrol car, and the car is going like this, and we just declared. I believe I believe Randy was at home and I and as we was talking, okay. It sounded like right around the same time we spoke, we spoke to the storm. We did, not, you know, not gloating, not putting ourselves in pestilence, but we did what the Word of God said. And that storm ceased. Not saying there wasn't rain, but the heavy storm ceased because we, as the body of Christ, take authority over the situation, over what we see. Over what, what we see is not faith. That's a manifestation of something. Amen? If we see a situation rise up and we speak the Word of God and it changes, people say, well, that changed. How did that happen? Only one way that can happen is through the power of God. When it can go like that, it's the power of God. Amen? We, We enforce the Word by faith and see it come to pass. When people receive the Word, they make a decision to receive Jesus in their heart and be set free from being in captivity of the enemy, being healed from sickness and disease. There's times that we allow ourselves not to understand there's times that we, it, what I've learned, if I am not receiving what the Word of God says I can have, I don't blame God. I say, okay, Father, what am I missing? This pointing our finger to other people is no longer, that's an issue. Because when we come to the understanding, when you have an understanding of the law and you go break it, there's no excuse. When you have an understanding of the Word of God and you go against it, you disobey it, there's an issue. That's sin. Amen? Like a child. If they don't know what the Word of God says, and they're not taught, are they held accountable for it? If they don't know what it is, But when they're say, "Wait a minute," when when you have your child or grandchild say, "Wait a minute," this what this says: you can't, you're not supposed to do that. They've got to be taught. You can't, they can't. How can they be held accountable if they're not taught? They don't know. Amen. But when we are taught, and we know, and we choose to do differently, that's when we're held accountable. Enforcing the word when we are when we come into agreement. If you would turn with me uh, to Matthew eighteen nineteen, we'll get ready to close this close this down. A few more scriptures, and we'll in Matthew eighteen nineteen it says, "And again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything." that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Okay? Going back real quick to, you don't want to ask too much. We don't say in there about asking too much. Amen? It says anything. If two two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, if you touch anything, you ask for it. You ask him for certain things. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. They have uh for clarity. And again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, making a sympathy together about whatever, anything and everything that they may ask, it will come to pass. It will come to pass and be done for them of my Father in heaven. Where there is agreement, there is power. We stretch forth our faith together, speak the word in Jesus' name, and we shall see it come to pass. Now, there's times that if we're praying for someone in Texas or Louisiana or California, we may not know that it came to pass. We may not see it because they're there, but we may receive a Email, phone call, or message saying the report is good, is clear, whatever you know. But we hear about it. John fourteen, thirteen and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, this is Jesus speaking, that that will be that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If we speak according to his word, By faith, that will glorify the Father. He wants to be glorified. We praise Him, we glorify Him in Jesus' name. Verse 14, if ye shall ask anything, anything in my name, I will do it. He didn't say, I might do it. I will do it and we know when we ask him and ask him according to his word by faith it will be done it will be done when we declare the word of the, word of god over someone when we we when we are in agreement we take authority over the situation whether it be sickness disease or whatever the situation is we speak the word of god in Jesus' name, and it shall come to pass. Mark eleven twenty three down down. it said, but shall believe that those things shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever, whatsoever, not whatsoever, according to his word. Whatsoever he saith, verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, 11, uh, Mark 11, 24, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. When you come into agreement for, with somebody and you believe in, the, believe in God for it, you come together and you say, it's done. Amen. So be it, it's done. Amen. One last thing. When we... Rem- Remember, we have the authority given to us by Jesus to use his name to enforce the word of God. We have his authority. We have the authority to use his word, to speak his word. He said, I give unto thee power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Over all the power of the enemy. When we find out that we have dominion and we take that dominion back that was taken in the beginning, we can know that when the enemy rises up against us, he has no power against us other than what we let him have. Amen.